Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's good, y'all? This is Breeze Bruin from the Mighty Juggernauts. And make sure you subscribe and download the podcast. Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews with Tim Kell. Hip-hop journalism on the highest level. Yeah, what's up? It's your boy, Joel Ortiz. And I want everybody to make sure that they subscribe and download the podcast, Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews with Tim Ininko. Yo, Tim, I hope all is well. You my guy. I know these interviews are not interviews. They're actually conversations, and I appreciate them all. Yeah, well. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ice-T. I want you to do something for me. Make sure you download and subscribe Library Rap. The hip hop interviews with Tim I and Cal. It is oh fucking official. All right, stop playing. Download and subscribe. Library rap. The hip hop interviews with Tim I and Cal. Every single word. Staying optimistic is exhausting. Didn't feel like pimping, like I'm whining. Circle vicious and I'm caught in it. Often, not gonna be a fake, more like the cause. Know they order tall, but the measure not how low you get, but how far you can fall from. Uh, Kip Stone, welcome to Library Rap, the hip hop interviews with Tim Ineco. Thank you so much for uh, being here. Speaking of it, striving to stay above it. Poverty like a mind state, still trying to recover. Trying not to become it. Thought of it, tie my stomach. Leaving the way you came in with nothing. Somebody love me, want another and another. My sister and my brother. Getting nigga that don't know me from Joe Blow. I can touch him with a song. I remind them they never really alone. I'm going against conviction correctly. I'm never wrong from intention. You might just lack a dimension up in your So, I mean, I, I obviously like to get a quick, quick background on you. You know, you grew up in East Cleveland. Uh, can you talk about growing up there and... What was it like, but also what impact do you think it had on you, not just as a person, but as the artist that you are? It's just like it's just like any rough neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? You got those the stuff that you deal with just in a in the hood, I guess. But I don't know. It was fun too. Like that's what that's what that's what the whole like this whole campaign I've been on was like the hood ain't just sad all the time. Right. Cleveland was fun. That's like my home. And I just I always loved it, even before I like realized that it was the hood. Like I never, when I first, uh, like un- until I was like eighteen, I didn't even like realize that East Cleveland was the hood for real. <laughs> it was just the, it was just my home. Like it was just my neighborhood. And then it wasn't until like I got like like I said like eighteen or something. I was like, Man, it was, like really fucked up over here. <laughs> <laughs> and then like yeah, but like that just uh, that awareness like when I. In my adulthood, when I realized, like, damn, this neighborhood is, like, a terrible place to live, 
that's when I that impacted me because it's like, oh, I have to say something about this because mm-hmm. like, this this is like a really, really, really dangerous place to live. It's like one of the most dangerous places in America to live. So like when the, when that happened, I was just like when I realized that, like it just opened a whole another door, like musically for me. Like I just had to felt like I had to let people not not let people know, but I had to like tell this side of the story because it's like very a unique place to be from. Mm. I, 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 I wasn't asking this later about the, about the new the, you know this has to do with the new project uh, of Fago Baby, but I, will, I there's a line in the song, uh, the title track of Fago Baby, where you say, "No, I've no, I've not been diagnosed, right?" And and it and it kind of brought me back to a conversation I had with Farrah Munch on his PTSD project, uh, where we where we talked about you know you know it was uh, at the time where like PTSD from coming back from war was you know was really in the news, but his big thing was well you know people get PTSD. From from growing up um, and that line kind of brought me back to that conversation uh, do you feel like this is your the music is your vehicle to kind of talk about this stuff as well yeah because it's it's like again with Cleveland like Cleveland is like really bad on the mental health side too like you know it's a lot of cases of anxiety and depression and all that kind of stuff and like and black families, like, we, like, don't deal with mental health the right way. You know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody has, like, an anxiety disorder or something like that, or if they're, like, schizophrenic or bipolar, they just, like, people just kind of make it seem like they know what they're doing. Like, when they start having, like, episodes or fits where they start going off, mm-hmm. like, people like they act like it's, like, something that they can control, like, because they just don't really understand it for real. So, like, the may, uh... Uh, no, I wasn't diagnosed. Maybe it's just negligence. That's just like if I like I had really I have like really really bad anxiety, mm-hmm. and like it started from like when I was kind of like a teenager, I guess. And um, I like whenever I used to come to like my parents or or somebody like older than me, they would just like it was like oh you just tripping like just relax it's not that serious or what you got to be upset about or you know what I'm saying like really just really dismissive and just mishandling the whole thing so it's just like and and rightfully so because they you know people got their own stuff they dealing with just like I said in the song like maybe I'm too uh, no I'm not being diagnosed maybe I'm just maybe it's just negligence mama trying to feed and clothe maybe I'm I'm too sensitive it's like all right, well, my mom got my mom got all this stuff that she's dealing with, and maybe I just got to just suck it up and try to figure it out for myself. Right, like, that's like the cornerstone of most black families. Right. And of course, your mom is probably your mom is not showing. I mean, even if she is feeling this way, she's not showing it to you uh, because she yeah. she has to be that strong rock for you, right? I mean, that's like the big thing is that she has to show. So, and and I and I imagine also there's that for 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 parents, it's that. Uh, they, they they feel like they've sheltered you enough, you know, or us enough from that world. But there's no way that, yeah. that there's no way that you actually are feeling experience any of these things. Yeah, because they, you know, they are they their idea on mental health is like very unique to how you know how they live mm-hmm. throughout the day. Right. So when a mom come, when a mom comes home from a long ass day at work and her son is like, "Mom, I'm just feeling really depressed and blah blah,", blah. He's like, she like, "Dude, I'm tired. Like, yeah. right, right. <laughs> figure it out." Yeah, totally. <laughs> She's like, "I just did a nine to five. Come on, let's go." Yeah, dude. Like I used to tell my mom when I in my like 
just like recently this started happening. I'll tell her stuff like that I was doing when I was a teenager or stuff that I was doing. She was like, you, what? You were doing what? <laughs> like, yeah, dude. <laughs> so, do you think uh, I mean I mean you're you're you know you're in your music and uh, I really appreciate that you're you're very open about yourself obviously to everyone you're you know you're putting yourself on a on an audio or whatever you want to call it a cassette tape a mp3 you know a streaming service you're out there right um yeah. what is the what 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 what's what is the school of thought for you that you should be I guess who are your mentors maybe or who are you listening to that you know thought okay this is okay to be this open but too what has the kind of the reception been um from fans but also like family members and stuff like that um uh my, like i said my mom will hear some stuff now and then and be like wow i didn't know you felt like that or i didn't know this happened or you know what i'm saying like i got a couple like after i drop um on I had a really, really, I had like a really, really, really long talk with one of my favorite aunties. And she was just like, and she was just like picking my brain, I guess. And she was like, dang, dude, like I, I did not know. <laughs> like, I really did not know that you felt like this. I did not know that you thought like this. I didn't know that's how you, cause she, you know, she was like there my whole life. She like had a very, very, very significant role in raising me. Mm-hmm. And so when she, when she was just finding out all this stuff that I was like all of the stuff that's in these songs and stuff like that, she was just like, dude, I did not know that you felt like this. I didn't know you thought like this. Like, so it was, it was pretty good. Like, so, and some, some family members just heard it and just, you know, kind of just brush it off mm. to, to cater to my point before. Like, <laughs> you know, people just think I'm just making music and just saying shit, but like the reception is always good. I like it because it always opens up like a dialogue about, the lyrics. I love that. I love like talking about stuff that I wrote in my song because I wouldn't say it otherwise. If I didn't put it in a song, I wouldn't say it at all. Right. And and you, and, and you have like I mean throughout this not just this project, but I think uh, even in Ohm you have you have uh, incredible lyrics and like little you know gems that you drop. And and I want to ask you about one of those lyrics off of um, Cheap Sangria where you spit your intellect is your greatest gift and your biggest opponent. Uh, you know this yep. this Cheap Sangria is a track that is you know really speaks to not just you know you but i think a lot of people a lot many of us our personal struggles we will go through can you kind of talk about this line and where you were at and and what kind of how did it come 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 to being i guess that line came from django <laughs> <laughs> nice um, it, it was the scene when leo when leonardo uh and he improvised that whole scene by the way but we'll talk about with you know that's another story for another day but he had like the skull of this slave that used to uh, that used to like shave his dad. He used to shave his dad on the front porch, mm-hmm. and like uh, he was, t- it was he was talking about something about the back of this something about the back of his skull had something that it, it wasn't like it wasn't linked to like intellect. It's like something that he didn't have that had something you know that gave him intellect, or basically it just made him like subservient for real. So. Mm. Um, the, he, the line he said, he said, unburdened by genius. And just that choice of word, like unburdened by genius is like, why, you know, why would it be a burden? So I, I'm not calling myself a genius, but I am saying that like, if like an intellectual, like a, if you were like a really, really deep thinker or like a real, real introvert, sometimes it's cool because you can, you're able to sort through stuff more than the average person. But like, when you want to turn that shit off and it won't go off, it's like, God damn. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
the uh, we, we you know, turned to the new album, uh, you know, Fago Baby, the opening track, uh, you, you start with the first line, which is just like, all right, you're setting the table right away. But, you know, staying optimistic is exhausting. Optimistic and the opening track is, track is manic. Um, you know, it is. It's that it's it's I think you speak volumes to, you know, people who, you know, they do a good project or they do whatever, a good podcast or they do a good video, you know, whatever. And 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 it's like you feel like, all right, this, this is it. This is going to be it. This is going to put me on. You know the pedestal that I need to be, and then of course, like you know, you don't get the return that you thought you were going to get. Uh, you know, um, so then you get negative again, but then you want to stay optimistic. Can you talk about your own personal kind of this roller coaster ride that you've been on, and and how do you continue to stay optimistic and, and stay hopeful? Yeah, dude, you hit the nail on the head. Like you, you, you get you get ready to do something, a project, or whatever it is you're doing in your life, and you just like in your head, like, all right, this is it, this is it. And I'm just naturally an optimistic person in general. So, but like after a while, you just be wanting your optimism to like match your reality for real. Like it's like, all right, I'm, I like being hopeful because like wallowing and being upset and feeling like nothing is working, going right for you. That's that's worse than being like optimistic to me. Mm-hmm. So it's just like after a while, it's just like you just wake up and you. Damn, we like again with this shit. <laughs> like, we have to, I gotta like psych myself up and get ready to like keep this shit going, like until something changes in my in your life. You know what I'm saying? Like that 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 that's exhausting. Very exhausting. Uh, so on Manic, you spit, and I'm going to apologize in advance for hopefully not butchering them too much, but you spit uh, 4 past 440 a.m., a baby born in poverty from the Egos of infancy, needed purpose, uh, feeling helpless, invincible, and that and that same, same stream of conscience uh, that I adopted kept me further from the surface. And and these lyrics stand out to me for many reasons, but a real a, one thing that I really heard in terms of flow and, and voice, uh, it reminded me of Crooked Eye when he he delivers lines like this and the way he delivers it you're like all right no matter what's happening in the song he wants us to hear these lines um with this delivery and the kind of it's your your flow on this reminded me of those, of those lyrics particularly reminded me of a kind of a crooked eye move um can you can you break down these lyrics for us and 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 the importance of them for for you those were very 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 heavy but <laughs> so okay it was uh Four past four forty a.m. I was born at four forty a.m. on uh, December twelfth. So, like you know, and that 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 ties into my last uh, project too. Like home, it was like at the the uh, four. Like if you see, I, I my homegirl who um, like my spirit animal, I guess. I call her one day and I was like, I kept, I keep seeing fours. Like I keep catching the clock at four forty four, or I see four this, four. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kept seeing that, and that all is like it's like related to home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of that's how that project came about. But I was just saying like four past four forty a.m. Like I was born at four forty four, and you know like when you I feel like when you born, your you know your purpose kind of finds you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like. You, your purpose finds you, but then, like, you, as you get older, you have to, like, realize it. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to find find it. Right. So, uh, 4 past 440 a.m., a baby born into poverty from the ethers of infancy needed purpose. Feeling helpless and visible in that same stream of conscience that I adopted kept me further from the surface. That's just basically, like, 
the the invisible feeling like the what we were just talking about like um feeling invisible or feeling like you can't talk to anybody or something you know like right. nobody's trying to hear where you coming from like that just that follows you your whole life that that changes you you know what i'm saying because eventually you have to uh you have to adapt like if like when you feel like you just being sensitive because you just came to your some you came to somebody and they kind of just wrote you off or brushed you off mm-hmm. you know eventually you gotta just learn how to deal with that and that just sets off just a whole just uh I don't even know the word, the whole lineage, I guess, of just like you just dealing with problems the wrong way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like learn behavior. Like you just, we just learn how to deal with anxiety and how to deal with depression. We learn how to do it wrong. And then we just carry it into our adulthood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that helpless, invisible feeling. Like it's like basically carrying that same helplessness that you, that you have as a child into your adulthood. I'd rather be around some thugs for the night Than to lay up with my dick in hand Dusting over chicken heads Puffing on the swisher stem Medicine for the dizziness Band-aids over the trauma My feet fidgeting Don't leave me with my thoughts If you love me Trust me They get ugly Price tag on peace I'm watching numbers increase I'm careful around police They busting across the street It's never nothing to eat It's Oh, you know, I want to continue on with the uh, You know, the, the track Get Myself Together I think is a phenomenal track uh, It also, I imagine was very challenging in a way because and I say challenging because uh, it's you rhyming slash singing right and it comes off as very upbeat but then when you like really look at the lyrics and listen to the lyrics those lyrics are not upbeat at all uh, yeah. you know I mean you have, like, you have a line like this lady across the street she's getting her ass beat it's teddy bears on the curb it's bottles of Hennessy that's how we say R.I.P. so put me around um, so put me around some love, L.O.V.E. six foot three but I feel six feet I feel six feet deep and then of course the opening lyric you know those lyrics don't leave me don't leave me with my thoughts if you love me trust me should it get ugly um mm-hmm. obviously not upbeat lyrics at all right um what can you just talk, kind of talk about how you decided to construct a song of this way like why you know why the singing on a track that's not upbeat at all well that came about because when I was writing the song I heard out the the next door. I heard like this couple. They was outside just fighting. <laughs> like, and then I walk. I walk to the store. Uh, in the middle of writing that song, I uh, you know, I put my headphones in. I was walking to the store, and it's it's like these vigils, and I think that's the word of vigil or memorial. I guess I say memorial. Like right. when somebody dies, like in the neighborhood, like they put like teddy bears and. Hennessy and like well not Hennessy but like whatever that person would drink you know what I'm saying they drink right. choice with a picture of them and stuff like that like in the spot where they died at so like you know what I'm saying like this is just the stuff that I'm it's just stuff that I'm seeing as I'm working on this song or like just living my life like I walk five minutes around the corner to the street and I pass this memorial for this girl who got shot and it's just like that's 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 how we say R.I.P. Like that's that's what R.I.P. means. It's like she died right here, so we about to just memorialize her in this moment. Mm-hmm. Like they put teddy bears and all that kind of stuff like that. So that's just stuff that you know that I'm just I guess used to seeing for real. Like and 
I don't know. I don't know why I, just, why I chose to make it sound so like bouncy, but like dark. I don't know where that how that even happened. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that 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 lyrical part where you say you know when you say forth, um, you know, a lady across the street, she's getting her ass beat. It's like uh, also brought me to the time of uh, totally like a uh, you know cool rap streets of new york song mm-hmm. jack like it's kind of same thing where you just you get the sense and, and with you as well like you get the sense you're at home and you're writing and your things are happening around you and you're incorporating all that into your music at the same time so yeah. with g-rap being at his apartment and he's incorporating everything and you know he hears in new york right mm-hmm. across america bp supports more than two hundred and seventy-five thousand jobs to keep energy flowing Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The line, a martyr for the wealthy, what, what does that mean? But when you like when you got a job, a nine to five job, like you you just you a martyr for the wealthiest. It's like you go into work, you break your back, you sacrifice your time and your you know saying your time with your family and your time to relax and your time to do what you really want to do in life. You sacrifice that all to go make somebody else more rich. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the people, the people that work the hardest at any job, any job you go to, like they, whoever is working the hardest is almost a, like 99.9% getting paid the very least right. out of everybody that's in the building. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's just what working is to me. It's just like, you just like a comic, like you just a martyr for people to just get rich and you just disposable for real to people. And, and, you know, my understanding is that you are, I mean, like many hip hop artists, I feel that this is not their, you know, unfortunately hip hop is not their, their main financial gig, right? Um, mm-hmm. They have other jobs that they have to do, you know, like Apathy does real estate and, you know, many other jobs. Um, what has, I think, what has, what, how, if at all, maybe uh, does, does having a second, I guess, you know, a, a second job, how does it kind of help? your your artistic drive uh it helps because it's a one is the reason to get just leave my house and you know the little you know just you, you be having stuff to pay for and stuff like that right with the music and you gotta, you gotta have somewhere to stay and you gotta you feel me like just the basic your basic responsibilities as a person and shit like that right like so it, it kind of helps i can't all the way sit on it but right right 
it's, it's just it's it's exhausting. No, you should imagine. Um, the, the the track uh, bravado. Uh, it comes off as, as obviously as a track of like a breakup with a girl, right? But I imagine I have a feeling I'm wrong about that. That it's not about a girl. Uh, I feel like it's about your relationship with hip hop and, and rap music. Can you can you can you can you kind of break down this track for us and and the meaning behind it? Jeez, I make such dark music. Okay, so <laughs> it's like uh, <laughs> bravado is just basically uh, my. Uh, it's like kind of me in middle school, like kind of how I felt in middle school. It was just like about like, I just like had really, I had issues with my confidence and stuff like that when I was growing up as a kid. So like, you like it. <clears throat> A rare occasion when I make confessions. Like I was just saying, like I don't do this often. I don't like. I mean, I'm pretty open in my music, but like this, this to me, that's like my most vulnerable song. Like that's my the most, the most like. I, that's something I've never talked about. Like I never talked about like how it was like I didn't get bullied in, in school or nothing like that. But like it's just a thing like where again with black people like we just we roast each other. I mean everybody roasts each other, but like we I don't we take it to a whole other level. <laughs> so it's just like like everything that people used to roast me about like was stuff that I had already felt subconscious about. So it was like kind of like a re it was like a re it was like it hurt twice as much, I guess. Like it was just like a reassurance, like, oh, this is fucked up or this is fucked up. Like like I said in the song, because uh, I've been cracked on the black child, the one with the fat nose, you niggas got jokes, oh you mad now, I needed a backbone. Like I had a big ass nose and that was just all I have a big ass nose and that was always the butt of every joke. Mm-hmm. And then with like with with black kids when we roasting each other and shit, like if you get mad, like if you get upset, then they just they go even harder on you. So it's like <laughs> when you if I if somebody make a joke about me and I don't laugh or I don't clap back, then it's like like it, it, it'll it'll get quiet for like a second and everybody be like, Hey yo, he's sorry as fuck and then now the joke is that it's like right. that he's mad now. So you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like it stops and then it just goes right back to people making fun of you. So that was just like that was me just opening up about that, like how I felt about that, because I, I was like, I wasn't as quick with it as I am now. So I used to really just, you just got to learn how to take a joke for real. Or, or you would like, that shit could really, really be detrimental. Cause that's what that whole song is about. That whole song is basically me roasting myself for real, <laughs> like owning, owning everything. So it's not as dark. It's like, it still kind of has like a positive undertone, undertone to it, but right. it's more so just me like, Owning up to like all the jokes and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want people listening to think this. This is like the darkest album, and they're going to leave depressed at all. You know, at all times. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's like it, it, it doesn't come off that way. So, I, you know, I, I, I didn't mean for my questions also to come off that way as well. Um, oh man, no, you. Good. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I think another thing I, I, I appreciate that you're you're not just an MC, right? You also produce, uh, and I think I believe you produce three of the tracks on this album as well. Um, what is your Two questions. What's what's like the biggest artistic kind of 
obstacle for you when you're producing yourself, but what is also your favorite thing about producing for yourself? I like, uh, I like producing for myself because like when I'm making a beat or something, like when I'm like really like in my bag, then I can just sit with certain, like I can build the song a little bit better. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like if I, if I'm starting something and it's kind of like in the skeleton phase of the beat, if I start like writing to it, then like once I finish writing, I can like add more to it or take something. You know what I'm saying? Like I can just, I can manipulate it a little bit more than if it was, uh, you know, somebody else. Right. Right. Um, is there a, this is my final question. I appreciate your time for taking your time for this. Um, is there a, I mean, I feel like I, I, I wrote some that I shared with you some of the gems I, I like from your, from this album, but is there kind of an album, a lyric on this, this album that is kind of that you, you, you know, you've released it and said, Oh shit, I still can't believe I wrote that lyric. And it also means a lot to me. Uh, I have a song like that. I couldn't pinpoint one specific lyric. Okay. What song? But, yeah. yeah. My favorite song on Fago baby is thoughts to expand on. Nice. Um, what's the yeah, yeah? That's my my absolute favorite. Was that the first song you wrote for the the the, the project, or was it? Uh, when did that come to be? That one kind of snuck on the album for real. Like I had um, I was working on it, and I think I had made I might have made it before I started working on uh, Fago Baby. But then I like the more and more I listened to it, it was just like I just sent it off to everybody. I didn't even when I sent it off to people. I didn't send it like, hey, this is for the album. I just sent it like, hey, this is uh, this is a song I just did. Just to get, you know what I'm saying, like to see how people reacted to it. Mm-hmm. And like, people just loved it. So that that just worked for me. But that that's, that is like my favorite song. That's one of my favorite songs I ever made. Oh, wow. That's dope. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So what's next for you? I mean, what is the, you know restrictions are being lifted you know is there a tour and then also of course how, how do how do people continue to follow what you're doing well you know instagram and twitter and all that kind of stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> i am dying to get on somebody's tour so I, I would love to go on tour and just travel and just keep building this building everything up for real because that was that was that was it was rough doing all this during the uh, pandemic you know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta, it, 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 it's really hard not putting in FaceTime with people and meeting people and actually getting out there. And, cause you know, social right. media is cool, but like, people still gotta see you. Right, no, definitely. That's true. 
uh, new project is Fago Baby. The artist is uh, Kip Stone. Uh, Kip, thank you so much, man. It's been really appreciative to uh, to have a chance to listen to your music and read your lyrics, and and of course interview you on Library Rap with Tim Ineco. Thank you. I oh, appreciate you, man. Yeah, what's up? It's your boy Joel O.T. And I want everybody to make sure that they subscribe and download the podcast, Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews with Tim Ininkle. Yo, Tim, I hope all is well. You my guy. I know these interviews are not interviews. They're actually conversations, and I appreciate them all. Yeah, well. Hard enough not to be broken, soft enough to feel. All my emotions implosive, stocked up on the shelves. But I'll talk about my feels. You barking up the wrong tree. I'd rather break the seal tonight. I'm flowing like a tall tea. Cypher days, cooking up quarter peas like Paula Dean. My worst nightmares waking up for I hold the dream. A hopeless Romeo, vocals freezing the moments needed. I hold my peace if I told my secrets, they won't believe it. I know the reason they broke agreements and woke the demons. So no me or my only reason for being is weaving a 16 for the people that truly need it. Peace of mind, highest giraffe, I'm reaching. Thoughts to expand on. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.